Welcome to the final special Zelda Month episode of the Switch Clicks podcast. Zelda Month has returned. During the entire month of November, we celebrated the Legend of Zelda series with five special podcast episodes featuring interviews from some of the greatest online creators. Additionally, we have showcased four play by tier episodes reviewing various Zelda games, including Phantom Hourglass, Link's Awakening, Gates of Hyrule, and The Minish Cap. We hope you enjoy them, as we had a lot of fun dissecting these Zelda games. My name is Dakota, and today, again, for one last time, I'm joined by Nathan. <laughs> Hello there. I mean, he'll be here next week, but, that's, you know. That's true. <laughs> Tonight, we are joined by Jess Rappaport, also known as Golden Chaos, the owner of Zelda Universe and the creator of Zelda Wiki. Hi! In this episode, we'll be taking a look at what it takes to run a massive online community with a very diverse fan base. So each of these four episodes, we've asked our guest at the very end of our interview this question, but we decided because Zelda is such a, basically the point of your creation, pretty much, the question is, uh, what got you into the Zelda series specifically? Ooh, there were two, two things that got me into Zelda. The first was when I encountered my very first Zelda game as a little kid. And that was Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. And I got that game. I didn't actually buy it for myself. A kid at the summer camp that I went to had the game and offered me like one of his two Pokemon, one of his two Game Boy games. He had either Pokemon Red or Link's Awakening in exchange for letting him listen to my CDs for the day. Like, oh, I didn't no. even do anything. <laughs> Steal. <laughs> He just was just like, have one of these games. And I already had Pokemon Red. Because up until that point in my life, I was a huge Pokemon fan. That was the only thing I did. Yeah, I loved Pokemon. My my username, this is Deep Cut. My username before Golden Chaos was Pokemaniac855313. Oh, yeah. That was my... Yeah, and then, uh, and then I started Golden Chaos actually as the name of a little like Sonic fan game making company. That was actually oh. Golden, it was Golden Chow Entertainment. I was making Sonic fan games for a hot sec. But I digress. So I got this guy to give me his copy of of uh, Link's Awakening. And that was my first exposure to Zelda. And I never actually could beat it as a kid. I always got stuck at the fourth dungeon. But oh. So this just made it like, in my head, it was just notorious that I could never beat 2D Zeldas. Mm. Uh, and then eventually, I, I completely missed Ocarina of Time on the N64. Oh. Like, for some reason. I just spent more time playing Crash Bandicoot, so... Oh, so you, you kind of just gravitated towards, like, the PlayStation at that point? Yeah, I really did gravitate more toward the PlayStation during that era of gaming. Like, I had both, but I just had more games for PlayStation. And I think I enjoyed them more. Um, so when I really got into Zelda was with The Wind Waker on GameCube. And that to me was, well, first it was the first Zelda game I could ever actually beat on my mm-hmm. own. And that in and of itself just like felt like a huge accomplishment to me because I could never beat Link's Awakening. And I loved it so much that that's how I ended up joining Zelda Universe in the first place was because all I wanted to do was talk about Wind Waker and I knew how to join communities online at that point because I had been in the Sonic fan game community. I was never in any Pokemon community, weirdly enough. I guess I was too young at that point. Like, that would be, like, 
middle school and younger, so like way mm-hmm. too young. Um, but this was like just at the end of middle school, coming into like start of high school was when I first like joined. Or no, I guess it was even a little before that. Like I was like fourteen when I joined Zelda Universe. Yeah. So that's how I ended up joining Zelda Universe in the first place. Um, is really because of the Wind Waker. So to me, like the Wind Waker is like my my first Zelda love. I I love the Wind Waker so much. Even now, mm-hmm. it's it's my like. It's my true favorite 3D Zelda, even though like Breath of the Wild is amazing. <laughs> like uh, the Wind Waker, that's the one that did it for me. Um, but I guess the burning question here is, what would you consider to be your favorite Zelda game? Yeah, I think I do think it's the Wind Waker. I think like it's the Wind Waker. <laughs> well, it is the Wind Waker. Like the Wind Waker is the favorite one in my heart. Breath of the Wild is like the best one. The best one. It's the best, but it's not. I I know what you mean there. (laughs) Like, Breath of the Wild does not hit any emotional notes for me whatsoever. Like, it's just it's just technically amazing and really fun to play. But like is like even Skyward Sword, I think, did a lot. Well, especially Skyward Sword did a much better job than Breath of the Wild in the story and emotions department. Yes, most definitely there. It's really, really in depth with the story. Yeah, I guess that I guess that's I guess I guess that goes to say that we're kind of at this point where I think uh we do need to see these games come onto the Switch when you think about how how big the fan base is now. Yeah, I can't believe I mean I can believe. You can why believe it's not on the Switch. It's not on the Switch. Yeah, because Nintendo knows that the longer they out. I mean, they, they just don't need to release the games yet, I guess. Like, they take their time because they know it's going to continue to keep them, like, hyped and in the news cycle. And those, those spikes in sales are not uh, trivial. Those are, those are some significant, like, when you're in the news cycle like that, you, you do sell a lot more. So it's good. It's like it's from a, it's smart of them from a business standpoint to not to to release them in this kind of staggered way. But it's really annoying that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are not on Switch. Oh, they're timeless classics. They got to People got to People really have to play these. <laughs> and I guess that kind of brings us towards um, another question. I guess we're going we're gonna to skip ahead on our list here. And because, you know, you, you kind of you kind of like analyze this pattern a bit. Um, what kind of behind-the-scenes uh, experiences are there with Zelda Universe whenever there's, like, brand new information that's being released? Uh, there's honestly, you know, I think it it might surprise people to know that we don't know much more than most normal people. Like, we don't find out about anything, like, way ahead. And, yeah, I feel like, I feel like the behind-the-scenes is really more like us just being like excited and then scrambling to report it or or (laughs) like, and a lot of what we do is honestly based on as much conjecture and rumors as anyone else. Like we're like, Nintendo doesn't give us a call and tell us Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is, this is what we're, this is what the Zelda team's working on. Get ready in, you know, a year and a half. Like we're waiting for the trailers. We're, we're watching the same stuff and, you know, we're just a bunch of people behind computers scrambling to to report on it. So the behind the scenes looks pretty much like a bunch of people in Slack just trying to coordinate, like, writing news posts. And, you know, Zelda Universe has a pretty cool structure. 
-hmm. which is like just because so many people volunteer on it that it has to be structured into like nice teams where you've got like a news team, a guides team, a media team, a social media team. Um, so that that I think is what's like really unique about mm. Zelda Universe is that it's just like there's just a lot of people that work on it. Um, but I think like the behind the scenes stuff is is all pretty like it's like weirdly mundane. Like we, we don't have like super special anything. It's even like it's been like tough for us to even get review codes in the past. Like or even even currently, I don't know. I don't know actually what our current review code getting status is, but like historically. Nintendo has been incredibly like frugal about giving that stuff out. You're like stingy in that regard. It's basically like, like lottery. Oh, so it's so you basically just have to get really lucky to get like in this case right yeah. now, you'd have to be like, really lucky. There have been several times where it has actually been a lottery and we lost. Like we, oh. we didn't get review copy. So, and I'm, so it's Basically, going to be the same case for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I have no idea. Like now, nowadays, I don't actually like do the review code and like do do the review stuff. I think that actually might be more Joshua, oh. who is the head of content. There's a content team, yeah, and Joshua heads up all the site content, so he would actually know that, um, like how the review code stuff happens nowadays. And I do think we. I think we have it like sorted out now, but I don't get involved in that because then I just always want the review codes for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so it would make me, it would pain me to just distribute them. So I just have someone <laughs> else distribute them. For when you do get review codes, um, how difficult would you say it is for you to maintain the level of confidentiality that Nintendo uh, wants? Incredibly easy. Very yeah. easy. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I'm allowed to talk about it with people at Zelda Universe, like within staff. Like, yeah, that's confidentiality yeah. is o is only like to talking about it publicly, and at least for me, that's not. It's it's really not difficult because anything that you'd be talking about would just be spoiling it. You'd be ruining the reputation of your uh of your uh, news outlet. Like, you know, I, I don't want to hurt Zelda Universe's reputation by. You know, the, the downsides are way, way, way worse than the upsides. And yeah, people who like leak stuff like that and break those embargoes and hurt the development teams and, you know, hurt their publications like that sucks. Yeah, it's, I think from both I think from both sides of the spectrum, it really definitely sucks. Like it's it's the, the information just isn't that crazy that it couldn't wait until the embargo deadline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, like, I think one of the best examples of this actually now I can now I can talk about it because this was like a million years ago. Yeah, but, you know, E3. I guess it must have been E3 2013 uh, yeah. or or 2012. I don't know how how long before the launch they announced the name of A Link Between Worlds. Um, oh. And that was a really fun year at E3 because I had some connections to some of the construction workers on the show floor that mm -hmm. year and got them to sneak me and Cody and Ombre de Mundo, another Zelda Universe staff member, or former yeah. Zelda <laughs> staff member, uh, got them to sneak us onto the show floor as contractors. Okay. Yeah. So we got in like like a day or two early just to like see see the whole thing under construction. And 
of course we saw Nintendo's booth all like very covered up and it was very yeah. much like, you know, high security, whatever. So we hung way, way far back away from it and just waited for like the right little bit of moment where the wind blew inside the room the wrong way. And one of the curtains just like kind of slightly moved to the side and we may have seen the name of the new oh. Zelda game. We may have seen all of the names of all the games that they had just hung in giant posters on the top of their booth. My goodness. <laughs> we, saw, we saw all the games that they were going to announce. And, you know, of course, I immediately ran to like the Slack channel. and was like, hey, guys, heads up. This is going to be the name. Do not. <laughs> tweet this out because if you do we will never be snuck backstage again (laughs) (laughs) so do not tweet and no one no one tweeted so i guess yeah no one tweeted so the key takeaway from this is that this is the type of situation that feels more fun rather than scary in the sense that more fun yeah knowing knowing something like it's like it, it spoils the fun to tell everybody, and yeah. it it hurts people who trust you, mm-hmm. so, which is way less fun. Like the feeling you get from from sharing that information early is just only bad feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so there's it's a. Really it's definitely like I have to rank this on the top ten easiest things I've ever done is oh. keeping confidential information a secret. None of the Nintendo ninjas caught you that day, I guess. <laughs> no. Lucky you. We were we were standing pretty far away from the booth. Like they would have they would have had to have had a, an incredibly wide and intrusive security perimeter in order to have caught us. They, <laughs> they, they really were not letting anyone near. Like we we tried to actually get near and even just walk around the perimeter and they did have security set up so that we couldn't. Mm-hmm. They they told us to go away. So there's my fun E3 story. If my connection is listening, who remembers that? We definitely didn't do any of those things. We didn't see inside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All fake. All fake. All fake. Nothing happens. We never talked about this. We were contractors. We were funny enough. We were also we we uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can say this I can probably say this but the the booth they were working on was Tecmacoe. Oh, so Hyrule Warriors. So or... no, this was way before. This was like a year or two before they got the Hyrule Warriors contract. Oh so yes, they actually invited me and Cody out for drinks. Like <laughs> they were really nice people, and we're just like, eh, they're Tecmacoe. They're like showing off some like. Do they make Ninja Gaiden? They were showing off like some yes. like Ninja Gaiden thing that yep. literally nobody cared about. And so we kind of snubbed them. Kind of snubbed them? And we kind of snubbed them. <laughs> so we were oh like, no, goodness. we don't want to go out for drinks. We're good. Yeah, just imagine that happened a few years later. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, of course we'd go out for drinks with the Hyrule Warriors team, sure. <laughs> we didn't know they were going to be the Hyrule Warriors team. They were the Ninja Gaiden team. <laughs> what were the odds? Just what were the odds? I actually like can't believe that. Like it was a really not a not a, mit- a matchup that I was expecting at all. Yeah, I don't think anyone really expected it to happen, especially um, <laughs> with the I guess long heat reputation that uh, they had already from 
a certain Metroid game on the Wii. That's a really that's 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 a really like big coincidence there. Like just imagine what would have it would have been like if you had gone out for the drinks and then you found out that they were working on Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, no, that would have been crazy. We would have might have actually known people on the team. <laughs> don't make me don't make me feel regret for my <laughs> wasted opportunity. Um, now we kind of did bounce ahead in this interview here, but um, I kind of want to run back towards the beginning and ask you what kind of got you to create um, Zelda Wiki. Yeah, Zelda Wiki. So I guess for those who don't know at all, is that I founded Zelda Wiki in 2005. Um, and that was about, you know, a year after I joined Zelda Universe. And I had been running Zelda Universe at that point mm-hmm. for, I think, a, a few months at least. Uh, and one of the, like, long talked about projects at Zelda Universe was doing a Zelda encyclopedia. But that's not why it was originally made. That's just kind of, that was kind of like the excuse that the, <laughs> that the background excuse, like, ah, oh, yeah, we've been thinking about this Zelda encyclopedia. But in reality, me and Zelda Universe, like, forum slash IRC chat member, uh, Yami, his, mm-hmm. uh, his real name is John Partridge, uh, we're literally just like bored on IRC one day and we're like, hey, yeah, like, we know how to just install like a wiki thing and like let's just have like a fun community wiki we just were like let's just make one because it's so easy to install and this was like yeah like 2005 was media wiki was like getting popular so we were like let's just let's do this um and for a while it was just the the community wiki um and then of course it just kind of immediately we were like yeah we could like try using this for like zelda encyclopedia stuff um and we did, and like every day, I was you know on the Zelda Universe forums promoting everyone, just like adding tons of articles and just really kind of building it up by hand, getting people to be involved. And a lot of the articles, like the initial articles, I just wrote myself. Um, yeah, so I think that's where like the bulk of like my ten thousand plus edits come from, or whatever. <laughs> it's just like literally making the original text of the wiki and like all the articles um mm-hmm. yeah it was a, it was a lot of like brute force just you know getting people to realize that this is a thing and it's here but mm-hmm. the initial creation was so like benign and we didn't even think twice about it because we were just like having fun testing out spinning up a wiki and like wikis are fun let everyone go at it and that was literally the the entirety of the thought that went into the first version of it, and it wasn't. Oh. Until like, yeah, it was just like let's just spin up a test wiki for fun, and then yep. it stuck around because people really did like using it. Um, and I think that's like the perfect, like most organic way for something like that to happen. Is like people wanted to try it out. We thought it did exactly what we wanted it to, and it, people kept using it. And but it still took like a ton of manual effort to get people involved and to let everyone know that it's there. Uh, and oh, yeah. a lot of effort just writing stuff. But it was really, I mean, clearly it was worth it because now Zelda Wiki is an invaluable online resource that, you know, millions of people, millions of people have used and rely on to know about the Zelda series. 
I can definitely confirm with my totally unbiased opinion there. <laughs> what was the moment that you thought, like, okay, we made it, we did it, the Zelda wiki is, like, it's a oh, thing, we finished. <laughs> for, sure, for sure the moment that we were, like, cited as a resource in, like, a book, I believe it was, like, it might have been The Legend of Zelda and Philosophy or something, I, I don't remember exactly what, or it might have just been in a magazine, I'm pretty sure this is, like, listed on our, on, like, the wiki on the wiki's article about itself mm -hmm. like that to me was when we made it was when i have to like pull it up now i'm just gonna pull it up real quick was it nintendo power it might have been uh, i do recall some talk about that uh talking about us specifically and i how do i do about is it just what's uh i think it's community colon zelda wiki Community colon. Yeah, it is. I just want to find out the exact thing. I think it's under achievement. Official Nintendo Magazine UK. Oh. Mm. That, that was is substantial. Like, so that was like they put us in a little info box, like like under further reading in the corner, they they cited Zelda Universe and Zelda Wiki. And that was just like the first time that it even hit me that there are people in like real publications in the real world who yeah. look at Zelda Universe and Zelda Wiki and actually like take the content that we make seriously. That was a that was a huge moment for me, actually. Yeah, being able to like being being seen by the whole general public like that is just a huge step up. Yeah. It must have been like a crazy, yeah. crazy moment. Oh, it doesn't say what year, but uh, oh, yeah. maybe at least, at least 2010, uh, or possibly earlier than 2010, though. But wow, yeah, that was a that was a big moment, and that was like, yeah, I've been running it for a long time at that point. But I think like Zelda Wiki really became Zelda Wiki in 2008. So like three years, it spent about like three years being the Zelda Universe Wiki. Mm -hmm. Actually, maybe before 2008. I don't remember when I changed the name to Zelda Wiki. Was 2008 when the Mastermind system ended? This is now getting extremely technical and into Wiki operations history. Uh, the, the name was changed in 2006, I believe. Okay, so then 2008 is when I guess I must have stopped the Mastermind stuff. There was a whole period where Zelda Wiki was actually like the wiki for several Zelda fan sites. Yeah, and there was a whole system where... I just, I needed extra people to help participate in it. Um, and the best way to do that was to basically give people like pseudo ownership over the wiki. Be like, treat this like your community's wiki. We'll have a framework. We have like, we have like a framework for that. That's where all like the community stuff comes from initially is all of the sites like kind of setting up their community stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like evidence of the, the previous mastermind system where we used to be run by. I mean, Zelda Dungeon Wiki was when it really ended, was because Zelda Dungeon used to be a, a part owner of Zelda Wiki. And then they just decided one day that they weren't going to be and make their own competing one. So that's how that started. I feel like Zelda Universe and Zelda Wiki are like some like they've generated like some insane spin-offs like Zelda universe generated Zelda informer, which was a spin-off for a while. Like 
that was crazy. And then Zelda Wiki generated the Zelda Dungeon Wiki. Yeah, there's a lot of history that goes into this. I I, I remember someone at the Wiki created this whole uh, timeline image as if it was like the Zelda timeline. It really is is crazy how much history it has. You know, the fact that for a while it was actually successfully being run by like eight to, to 12 different fan sites who all had a say mm-hmm. in its operation. And we had a whole like organization and group of these of these Zelda sites and our organization, our secret society was called the Stone Watchers, which is, <laughs> where, which is where Joshua gets like his whole Stone Watcher, uh, Joshua Lindquist, who I've been like talking about multiple times this, this interview session, mm-hmm. is, gets his Stone Watcher name from, is from our group, the Stone Watchers, the secret group of, the secret mafia group of all the Zelda fan site owners. That also happened to run Zelda Wiki for a while until <laughs> drama happened. Drama, italicized, italicized text, drama. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting with like four wikis competing against each other. Yeah, now there's like four wikis. I'm guessing like we're starting to see a bit like a bit of a decrease in the Zelda fan sites as we continue to go along because you know everyone's starting to flock over to Discord or other social media platforms, and oh, it's kind of yeah. just becoming more streamlined now um what kind of what keeps you motivated to have zelda universe uh, still operate today i think like well a lot of it was also because we kind of absorbed a lot of those fan sites <laughs> to put it nicely yeah like they 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 merged with us just because i mean cody had a whole project where he kind of focused on literally merging and acquiring like the Zelda fan community, and he really did pull it off um, mm-hmm. because a lot of them were like good at doing things that Zelda Universe wasn't. Like, like uh, we got like Elias was was Elias Thompson, our head of media, was not. I'm like trying to remember the name of his his Zelda Eternity. Why would I not remember mm. that? Uh, so yeah, Elias Thompson was the webmaster of Zelda Eternity, um, but now he runs like he runs our Twitch operations, which is you know. He gets to do basically all the stuff that he did for his own stuff, for his own fan site, but now like just at Zell Universe at a bigger scale. So I think that's usually like the the fun pitch when you like get to combine stuff is you get to do what you're doing, but like much bigger. Um, and I think that's like where the Zelda community has wanted to go is just like having a bigger presence because when everyone's like all fragmented everywhere, it's not as fun because the community is already such a finite size. So it's just more fun for everyone when the community's all in one big room, um, even if it's really like two to four big rooms. But that's still like there were like literally twenty fan sites. It was a lot. Everything's a little. It's it's much more comfortable when you have everything a little more tightly tightly knit and yeah. interconnected at that point. But I think it. I think it's been working so well because like the framework of how Zelda Universe works gives people a lot of freedom to do all the stuff that they were doing, like no one, there's no like gatekeeping. There's no being stingy about what people can work on or what change they can, you know, impact. It's very much literally just a big fan run project. So someone like wants to do something at Zelda universe, 99% of the time they can do it. Even if it changes big parts of the site, like as long as they can actually complete it, like that's all that's really required. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a, I think, like, 
from a, from a wiki standpoint, I also think it's better to have less wikis. So it does kind of it does kind of suck that there are more wikis popping up and that there's more like there's a lot of splits happening, but that'll sort itself out over time, I'm sure. That was one of the reasons behind the mastermind system was because like just seeing how successful Zelda Wiki was when it was first made, like the Zelda Universe Wiki. It was pretty obvious that literally every other Zelda fan site was just gonna like get the idea and be like, we're gonna all start our own wiki, which would just literally kill it would kill all the wikis simultaneously because no one would know which one is worth putting their effort into. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> so like if that were to happen, then it would just be like an instant death sentence for the Zelda Universe wiki. So it's like, hey guys, it, rather than having like 15 dead wikis. Let's have one alive wiki that we all share. Yeah. And as the communities of the one keeps growing and growing, um, community engagement is usually really nice to have. Um, A, because collaboration between people are really nice, even if it's not in a wiki uh, standpoint. Um, but I believe you have uh, Zelda Universe has had multiple events with um, the community. Um, what are some of them and like, what's the biggest one? Yeah, at least in my head, the biggest ones are, I guess like the two, the two most major ones are the panels that we do at PAX, which I really want to participate in one of those one day. We, we started doing them, I believe with 30th anniversary, Um, maybe even earlier, actually, maybe it was like, how long have we been doing PAX panels? A long time. And they always completely pack the room and they go like out into the hallway. So it's it's really great to see like people coming to our panels, um, and I love at least I love watching them. I haven't actually been to a PAX. This is like one of my big things is that I really want to go and I really want to be a part of one of these panels because they look like so much fun. Um, and if you're at a PAX and we're doing a panel, you should go see it. Uh, the other thing that we do are frequent charity marathons uh, on Twitch. Uh, and those are always great. I, I think the last time we might have, I don't know if we raised over $10,000 or like near maybe over $8,000. We raised quite a bit of money um, for Child's Play. And that's something we've been doing now for for quite a number of years now. And they're always really fun, just like playing playing Zelda for like 24, 24 to 72 hours at a time. Um, I think some, one time we like did even longer. Uh, goodness <laughs> yeah the those charity marathons are great i have participated in those like when we had uh we had one for the breath of the wild launch and that was actually held at my old apartment uh, oh. that was really fun um and yeah that was like me just beating breath of the wild for the first time with everyone else and i got to i got to beat ganon that was really fun for me to just be the person who got to beat ganon so it's my, my claim to fame. Breath of the Wild was so long that we just like took shifts. Like you have to take shifts during those marathons. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise you drop dead. Sleep on the floor that you can, and then you go back to it. You have like your your designated time slot. It's cool how scheduled it is. Like I I gotta say, like the media team does an amazing job. They really run a tight ship over there, which is like it's crazy that it's not a, it like. Everyone's volunteer. It's not a truly professional type of thing, but everyone treats it mm. like it's professional and you know really puts the full effort into it. And 
like the thing the events are really really well organized yeah it's, that's really it's it's amazing to hear how like all of this and it also goes you know it also goes to a good cause as well um how you've managed to like go on this long with like a group of people in such an organized manner with without having to without like any sort of major i guess disruptions or breakups in that sense um you know yeah. no like chaos going around it's just an actual well organized like, and structured plan it definitely you know early early on like i'm talking when i first started running it mm-hmm. and it was small there definitely was like that kind of less professional attitude and there was plenty of drama and it was like plenty of you know normally what you'd i think you'd expect from a fan site and then yep. i guess like as a lot of us got older i feel like a lot of us kind of grew up together and mm-hmm. like got older together and like got real jobs together and now it's just like us realizing that yeah it would be better if we did it like normal uh professional people because <laughs> it just yeah. keeps stuff, it just keeps stuff so much more organized but the nice thing is like there's like lots of new generations of volunteers who are still younger and we get to show them how you know, this kind of stuff works in the real world now, quote unquote, but not really because in the Zelda universe, it's still not in Zelda universe. It's still not really the real world because we're all just having fun, but we mm-hmm. get to like kind of keep it organized in that way. And that's definitely like a, you know, I think the biggest change and the biggest improvement that's happened to Zelda universe as an organization since I joined is that it, it kind of grew into this structure you know, in large part, thanks to Cody Davies, I think, did a, did a lot of this, you know, separating it into teams, designating leaders, you know, having a having like a method to hiring people or bring on volunteers, I should say, not hiring people technically, but bring, you know, a, a pipeline for having volunteers um, and a way to like get people able to contribute to stuff in like a sporadic basis where you can like do some work disappear for a year or two, come back, and you'll still be, like, welcomed back to volunteer and do more stuff later. Kudos to Cody. Yeah, Cody is amazing. Million props to Cody. I think that's also how you make a community where people enjoy, like, if people enjoy what they're working on, then the community's going to enjoy the work, is how I feel. Yeah, it pays off eventually. It pays off. That's that's how stuff like um, Alex Trevino's Zelda dubs happen, where, you know, if Trevino wants to make the dubs and he actually successfully finishes them, then we'll give him a little bit of a budget to like get some stuff or we'll help him get connected to like, like now he's, he's pretty familiar with the voice acting cast from breath of the wild, which is, which is so funny. Like I gave that to him as a challenge at E3. I'm like, you want like, just get Patricia Somerset. (laughs) 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 Fucking did it. Like that was amazing. <laughs> so, like that. That this is how it happens. Like that's the, like that's how uh, it comes out of passion. It's so cool. Yeah, it, it really comes out of passion and wanting to do good stuff, and that gets people freaking hyped. Gets me hyped. So that kind of connects to um, this question: Is what do you inspire most from Zelda Universe? Yeah, I, I think that's that is really it is to, you know, I mean, of course, it's it's just to share the love of the Zelda series, but also to show people that, you know, a fan site doesn't just have to 
make like stuff that seems like fan stuff. It can make real stuff. And it can still be people who are just as passionate and like just fans. But it can also be really freaking good. Um, you know, I think that is that is what I want from Zelda Universe. And that's kind of what I've always wanted from it. Um, mm. And it's 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 gotten there. And I think it's going to keep putting out amazing stuff because that's what but now that's kind of what it's known for. Um, and that like just that inspires me, honestly, to, to continue being at Zelda Universe, making more stuff like Zelda maps, which I'm working on updates for. Um, or just like, you know, just always launching new stuff or like a columns team that writes amazing, like long form articles about Zelda or, you know, the guides team writing like everything is so high quality. Uh, that to me is is what Zelda Universe is about. It's like showing that fan work can be incredibly high quality, but also made with all the passion that you expect a fan work to have. Uh, that's Technically, well, that's pretty much the reason why I'm still at the wiki. <laughs> um, uh, and I guess, kind of looking towards yourself, uh, I do know for I do know for a fact that you took a bit of a, a hiatus from like the wiki itself, and just focused more on the rest of the Zelda universe community. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in light of moving back to that independent hosting, uh, you know, away from fandom. Com and uh, you know all that all that sort of drama. Uh, what kind of motivated you to come back? Now, technically, I already know part of the answer to this, but um, what would you say is your motivations behind uh, making this big return to Zelda Wiki? I think there's there's a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, the first reason is that I never really wanted to stop working on the Wiki in the first place, and it was really more disagreements with Gamepedia that kind of ended up making me take a, a more lengthy hiatus. Um, and this was like issues, I think, with them not completely adhering to some of the verbal agreements that we had had when we were originally dealing with that transfer. Um, for instance, I really wanted to like make sure that they that we were able to report everything that was happening to Niwa, the Nintendo Independent Wiki Association or Alliance. Sorry, <laughs> Alliance. Um, but we just didn't. They didn't give us enough time, and then they switched the domain without our consent. And then I'm like, well, all the goodwill that we had is is really hurt now. So, so yeah, I took a I took a pretty lengthy hiatus. Uh, but of course, the wiki becoming independent, it was a huge, you know, I think it's something that I always felt, you know, one day would be able to happen and probably would. But actually seeing it happen was, was very surreal and amazing um, because, you know, I think I definitely have a number of personal regrets about the sale in general. Um, so this to me is kind of like a little redemption chance is that I can, you know, give back, kind of make up for that in a small way. I can at least be active, be contributing to the version of the wiki that, you know, can best fit its original spirit. And that really was enough motivation for me to just be like, and I think, I think a lot of, you know, at least folks from Zelda Universe who have come back recently or just come back to be active and just chat. Um, feel the same way that it's like 
so critically important that we give back to this new era of the wiki where it can be independent again and that we do everything possible to support that. I think that's been like just how I feel. Like I ran straight to every executive at Zelda Universe. I'm like, we are going balls to the wall for the wiki. Like, <laughs> like whatever they need, we're getting it. I don't care what it does to our budget. Like it was really, it really was just like, I think this unanimous feeling that me and the other people who run Zelda Universe were just like, this is the version of the wiki that we want to support. And, you know, we're just, I'm just so happy that it happened at all. Because, mm. like I said, I, I always imagined that it could. I wasn't sure if it would, but I'm so happy that it did. A huge welcome home, a welcome home moment. It's really refreshing to, to see and to see that it made news. Like that was. That was yeah, an even crazier thing was that like Kotaku reported on it and that it, you know, just seeing that happen in real time that people really care about this this resource also mm-hmm. also really remotivated me and was like, you know, this was something that when we were initially building it and it was independent, I mean it's it's been a big deal, but now it's a big deal in a way that you know bigger than before. To, Think it back to standing for all of the ideals that, that we had had before. And I think like, you know, there there's definitely plenty of arguments that to be made about being independently edited and controlled versus hosted. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was a lot of the the thought process we fell into during, when we originally transferred it to Gamepedia. But, mm-hmm. you know, then being originally proven wrong by, you know, Gamepedia changing the domain without our consent. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think a lot of the things that we thought could be true ultimately were not like did make us less independent and there wasn't very much we could do about it until now. Yeah, I'm very happy to hear that we that, uh, you know, we've managed to get back out of that situation and kind of be able to express our passion freely in that extent. I think it and it's I mean. I believe it's already inspired a number of other wikis to fork off of fandom. Um, and I mean, it's it, it was even more necessary, I feel, because of Zelda Wiki's specific affiliation or history with fandom of, you know, specifically refusing to go to fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, like, way in its early days, Angela Beasley, like, sent an email and, like, wanted to not, like, acquire or purchase, but, like, just wanted... Zelda wiki to move wholesale to, to wikia for just just for fun like just why not um and we like laughed her you know <laughs> we laughed in her face we're like no no well no it was actually very polite we sent a polite like no thank you but i mean i was laughing on the other side of my email client like that was <laughs> that was a heckin that was a heckin funny thing to ask for like yeah just just move just move, move. Why not? We we give you traffic. Oh, you mean you give you traffic? Like, just just hilarious. Um, but because of that history, you know, I think I think I did like start paying much more attention to the wiki again when it first got moved to fandom because I'm like, oh, the clock is ticking now because fandom is like is like toxic opposite magnetic charge to to Zelda wiki. 
Like it was going to be forcefully yeeted out one way or the other. <laughs> like the two are just not compatible to survive together. Um, like on principle, essentially. Uh, so I feel like it was even more important that like Zelda Wiki became independent because fandom is just fandom is literally the stuff that we would refer to when we were like, this is what we don't want from a host. Like literally like the antithesis of the wiki yeah, at that the, the specific example. <clears throat> so I felt I felt personally like huge guilt when Gamepedia sold to fandom because I'm just like, oh no, my actions have led to this wiki being a part of like the the sole enemy of the whole like the whole reason we started Niwa. So I think that was another big thing is, you know, which which also eventually led to a lot of the, you know, what led to the fork is that Niwa was like, hey, you guys can only be on fandom for this long before we start like, you know, throwing up red flags. Yeah. So I think that was a big, I think that was a big trigger in in making the fork happen was that people at Niwa were finally like, hey, is is Zelda Wiki really independent? And the answer is um like thankfully, yeah, it is. And it is its own independent community that can make its own decisions and decide what host it wants to be on. Uh and not even fandom can stop them. And I think that's like a huge thing to overcome because most people who run wikis on fandom don't think that they could have a successful fork if they fork. Like, they think that they really are reliant on fandom. But fandom is, at the end of the day, just a host. Yeah, so no, to our, to our uh, listeners and viewers out there, TLDR, uh, basically, Zelda, Zelda Wiki's moved away from uh, a hosting company because, simply because, oh, well, because of a lot of creative differences. And um, I hope that... Looking towards the future, we will never run into this sort of issue again and, you know, have a lot of our creative uh, control over it gone in that sense. And I guess that would lead us towards the final question that we have for you today. Hit me. So this is the question that we ask just at the end of every interview. Um, It's a fun one. Uh, What virtue of the Triforce do you have? Power, courage, or wisdom? Ooh, this is a tough question. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say courage. I feel like you just need to have, you need to have a strong stomach to run an internet community. You need to have steel nerves. And they're definitely, I think it's way less than, than it ever has been, actually. But, you know, Zelda Universe has been kind of home to its fair share of, like, crazy internet trolls and, mm-hmm. like, 4chan, toxic waste, and, you know, I think, like, pre-2009 even was regularly hacked. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, which which led to me being the target of a bunch of online harassment, as well as members of the Zelda Universe forums. And I feel like that experience has just been burned into my brain and made me, like, impervious to that kind of stuff online and so i'm going to go with courage because i feel like that's that's really what it means to just 
be online and exist and be yourself. I know trying to this is like those types of questions where you kind of are put on the spot and then you suddenly just don't have the answer to it and it kind of kind of just have to take courage to let your let your brain kind of flow through that. Well, yeah. thank um, you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed answering these questions. For sure. Hopefully it gives um, some insight onto um, some of Zelda Wiki's users on any questions they have about maybe starting their own for a niche game. Yes. Um, Start your own and join Niwa if it's yeah. Nintendo related. <laughs> there are other groups out there. There are other groups. There's like, there, there's, I think, a Square Enix one. So if people ever wanted to find you, uh, Jess, anywhere on social media or maybe just contact you through anything else, um, where would they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter is a great place to find me. I'm at Golden Chaos. Um, and if you want to email me, my email is jess at zeldauniverse.net. And I always read my email, so say hi. And if anybody missed that in the audio prompt, uh, we'll have it all in the show notes. Thank you very much for the support you guys have given us in this celebration. And thank you especially to Jess and all the other guests who have decided to come on board on this special occasion. We'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.